The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend, indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. sending the not fucking around message you know as the show opening gem well we go folks i liked it and as i said to you when you were uh, introducing (laughs) me to it earlier that is a definition of a a jam yes a famous band with a fantastic not super well-known song yeah that uh is appropriate with what we're going to talk about absolutely absolutely we take jamage very seriously around here sometimes more seriously than others this is also true all right, so for those who were not in the know, that was Stone Cold Crazy by Queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was off their 1974 album, Sheer Heart Attack. Very appropriate, I think. Yeah. Uh, Q Magazine once described the song as thrash metal before the term was invented. That's Which I think is very appropriate. backhanded compliment. It? Yeah, really. <laughs> I know. But you want to talk about compliments. Metallica uh, picked that one up, covered it well. It was the B-side of the Enter Sandman single. I did not know that. that. Yeah, it eventually won a Grammy for him, believe it or not. Huh. Yeah. 
And yeah, I did. The you know, shit you learn on a podcast. Well, you know, if there was ever a band that could tear that one up at the level that Queen did, it's mm-hmm. Metallica, you know. Hmm. But for our purposes, folks, uh, for all of you parents out there that, um, <laughs> you know, allow your kids to, to spend 20 hours a day on TikTok, that's the description of the predator that's waiting for them. Just a little FYI for you, folks. Yeah, and if we're going to drag parenting into it, let me uh, preface today's show oh, with... Oh, God. You should be reading your kid a book. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Don't let Barney raise your kids. Even very, that's a dated reference, very really. Well. Barney? Yeah. Is he, that's, Barney? That's Is he still 90s. around? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. He was in industry back in the day. What do I know? I don't have kids, but I, I like I like to judge, so <laughs> there you go. So funny you should pick that. Yeah, uh, I know. It's totally out of character for me to bash <laughs> social media. I know. I never do that. Because, yeah, yeah that's the... Uh, well, see, you let the horse out of the barn. Uh, right? I know. The, uh, the main topic today uh, is a little TikTok something called, uh, as the kids TikTok refer to it, TikTok. Social media strikes again, folks. Yeah, so because this is uh, the bane of your existence, yes, I'll let you uh, lead her off, It sir. is TikTok's turn, folks. <laughs> your it's white TikTok's whale. TikTok's turn. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it just... Um, I want to make it clear. I'm, I'm obviously developing a reputation as somebody who hates social media. <laughs> I don't actually hate social media. It's the, 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 the repercussions of it and the, just the sheer ignorance of people that, that wander into it. Um, that it's like digital kids on your digital lawn. Yeah. <laughs> and you're it, chasing them off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nuts. It, it, it is truly nuts. And the, you know, uh, this is just the latest example of social media and the Gone people behind it throwing the kids to the wolves. You know, and that's, that's really the point that I'm going to get to today. Bring it. Uh, an example, TikTok. Downloads of it grew by 75% in 2020. Uh, that makes it the world's most downloadable app of that year. This hmm. sucker blew up, all right? Today, an average of more than a billion monthly users uh, jump on a TikTok. Uh, it's, it's, it's staggering what this thing has become. TikTok. It's absolutely staggering. And TikTok welcomes account holders as young as 13 years old. You know, yeah, 13 years old. You know, in 2021, it lapped both Instagram and Snapchat in weekly average by kids in the 12 to 17 age range using it. Hmm. All right. And just to paint a picture for you, folks, what we're doing is we're putting all the kids in one place so all the predators can descend upon them. It, it, it really yeah. facilitates that action, makes it easy for them. We're putting the boa constrictor in the baby crib. Yes, there you go. I like that. that Nothing was good. good can happen. Yeah. No, that came out of the blue. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But yeah, it's it's you know, uh, wrap your brains around it, folks. Understand what's going on with this particular thing. Uh, some of TikTok's shining moments um, have included the TikTok challenges. TikTok. I don't know if you've heard of this oh, yeah. shit. Yep. Uh, that have inspired kids to follow starvation corpse bride diets <laughs> and uh, inspired them to asphyxiate themselves. Uh-huh. All right, this Plus is... there was the Tide Pod Challenge. Yes, yes. There's that. Swallowing, like, toxic shit. Yeah. Yeah. Then they had the punch-out thing where you just knock somebody out at random. There you go. There you go. So this is, uh, and obviously, uh, teen girls have been re- repeatedly targeted by child predators. Yep. You know, it's it's... You know, you want to talk about letting the wolf in the hen house. Shit. Yeah. You know, wake up, folks. Well, let's break it down in, in, in common sense terms for those that aren't, um, you know, up to date on technology. There, there are certain uh, axioms that will never change. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the first that comes to mind is yeah, teenage girls are hysterical. This is true. Um, and by that, I mean crazy, not like funny. Yeah. Um, and they're obsessed with... 
uh, acceptance yep. and being seen. And being influencers. Exactly. Well, that's, yeah. that's a new kind of abomination. Yeah. Um, now, if I'm correct, uh, TikTok is not an American company. No, it? no. It's based out of Beijing, I believe. Ah, I should have known because TikTok is clearly a Chinese word. Yeah, obviously. Uh. You know, it's kind of funny because, yeah, obviously I'm not on the same page with Donald Trump on much of anything. But I do remember. <laughs> it's a nice way of Donald, saying nothing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> The Donald, you know, rallying against TikTok and, yep. and its potential uh, subversiveness, I guess. Right. Um, you know, being a Chinese-based company. And it's one of those things that you could easily see from 30,000 feet without being an uh, influencer how this is creating an environment, yep. okay, which you will flesh out for yes, us. Yes, indeed I will. It's creating an environment of uh, at-risk children. Yeah. Okay. Lambs to the slaughter. And it's it's putting your stuff out there um, to a well, let's just say a, a mixed audience. And when he that's a really polite way of saying you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. Can also tune in and enjoy your wares, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. So uh, you have a particular instance that you wanted to touch on. I know that. Um, well, uh, I'm qualified a little bit if more because I like qualifying shit. Okay. Uh, in 2020, TikTok classified more than a third of its 49 million daily users in the U.S. as 14 or younger. Oof. 14 or younger. Let me repeat that for emphasis. <laughs> 14 or younger. Danger, danger. Let's make it easy for the predators, folks. Why don't we? Yeah. You know, and, and there's, there's, there's countless examples of this shit getting completely out of hand. Uh, you know, pre-show, I was, I was telling you about the story that caught my eye in the New York Times about a 15-year-old, I think it was 15-year-old influencer mm -hmm. um, who was, you know, compiling a shit ton of followers, millions, literally millions, and this is a 15-year-old we're talking about. And, of course, eventually the fucking psycho came out of the woodworks. As they you always know? do, right? This guy went down to <laughs> their house in Florida. All right, this kid, this lunatic, uh -huh. like, figured out where this kid lived, went down to her, her house in Naples, Florida, uh, showed up at the front door with a shotgun and proceeded to blow the door off. <laughs> All right. Fortunately, Dad was a ex-cop from Jersey. I want to say. I mean, in fairness to the perp, did he try knocking first? I don't think so. Because when you know somebody's home and you just keep knocking and they well, don't answer, that's that's frustrating. Apparently, <laughs> it 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 all came out that this was this was something that this clown had planned, like ah, to the okay. extent that he had gotten in touch with this kid's friends uh -huh. and got his, got her friends to sell him pictures of her. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, real, real like sick shit. I mean, this is just one example, of course. Um, but bottom line is, like, Daddy X Cop um, went after the kid. Kid was going to take Daddy out. The gun jammed. Um, the kid disappeared. Daddy ran back, called 911, grabbed a service revolver, was standing by the door waiting for the police to show up when Psycho Killer came back and Dad ended up taking him out. You know, obviously this is an extreme example of what could potentially happen. But again, according to the story I read, that it occurred to these parents to take this kid off of TikTok, right. get her out of the line of fire. Fuck no. Well, before we even get to that, did it say like what she was making videos of? Like what was her what was her realm of influencing? A whole lot of fluff, whole lot of nothing. Right. Okay. You know, nothing. So just out there. You yeah. know. A quote unquote influencer. So she's she's hawking products for people. Gotcha. You know, she apparently had three different channels on TikTok and was huh. making good use of. I mean, props to this kid for her entrepreneurial skills and whatnot. Right. Right. But like I said, 
you know, she's basically, ex- pardon the pun, exposing herself mm-hmm. to these fucking weirdos that are out there, you know, who know the demographic of TikTok right. and who are trawling TikTok mm-hmm. for your kids, folks. And you know, for that's, your kids. That's the thing, and that is not a new concept. As long as there's not. been internet, there's been internet creeps. Yeah. And. You know, in the days of just chatting online, and thanks to shows like that, that one with Chris Hansen and Catch a Predator and whatnot, yeah. they kind of put it into the stream of social conscience that, yeah, you always got to think to yourself, well, maybe this underage kid that I'm approaching really isn't an underage kid. Okay? Might be an undercover cop. You never know. Yeah. And so that was like a little, at least a snippet of, of regulation that we were able to throw out there, because God forbid you try and get an actual law passed, yeah, no which shit. we'll get to in a minute. Indeed we will. But yeah, at least there was like some kind of regulation. But now when they're putting up their videos and whatnot, I hate to say it, but that's, that's all these people need. They, yeah. In this case, yeah, the guy went to the house and everything like a oh, yeah. maniac. This freak was like soliciting this kid for pictures of her feet. Right. You know, apparently he gave her a shopping list of booty pics that he would pay handsomely for. <laughs> and you don't mean booty like little tiny boots? Unfortunately I mean, not. Okay, no, gotcha, no. gotcha. But just to give you an idea of how extreme this situation has, has gotten, this has actually prompted a bipartisan reaction to it mm-hmm. in the form of the Kids Online Safety Act. Uh, Does that have a cool acronym? Wait, let me spell it out. Kids Online No, not really. Not, no. No, Cosa. They, yeah. they really weren't thinking on that one, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no bullshit. Democratic uh, Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. Oh, and, boo. Uh, <laughs> Re- <laughs> Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee hey. have come together uh, after doing you know, their due diligence, I certainly hope, uh-huh. uh, to create a thing called the Kids Online Safety Act. And basically what this, uh, what this bill will require or what this bill would do uh, if successful, if it actually passes, uh, it'll require online platforms to refrain from promoting harmful behavior, including suicide, self-harm, eating disorders, and bullying. Hmm. Yes, that's right, folks. We need a law right. to keep these fucking assholes from promoting this kind of shit. Well, here's a question. Where are the parents? <laughs> oh, One yeah. See, big pink elephant the corner of the that. room. Oh. <laughs> oh. Buzzkill. Buzzkill. <laughs> Yeah, we got to, we got to, you and know. And responsibility rears its ugly head. Yeah, we got to legislate to do the job of a good parent. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, but speaking of, the bill will also give parents uh, of children under 16 tools to protect them, including the ability to algorithmically, ge- or the ability to modify, I should say, algorithmically generated recommendations, uh, ban certain kinds of conduct or content, prevent third parties from accessing minors' data, and limit children's online screen time, which, dare I say it, should have been shit that we were doing all along. Right. You know, low-hanging fruit, obvious, duh, hello. <laughs> you know, in this particular case of this kid that I was talking about from Naples, don't know if maybe the amount of money she was pulling in maybe fogged the parents' judgment just a little bit. Mm-hmm. You think? Uh, and last but certainly not least, and this is the fun part, this is the part I really like, this... Uh, Safety Act will require platforms to publish annual reports about their potential risk to minors, which heretofore we've <laughs> become aware of the fact that they don't give a fuck about this. No. <laughs> they really don't care. Because there's a dollar to be made. Yeah. And that's something every parent should be aware of when your kid's getting into TikTok or Instagram or whatever the fuck. 
mm-hmm. is these people don't care about the well-being of your kid. Right. All right? They're not doing anything to protect your kid. Nothing. You yeah. know, we have to force them, courtesy of the Kids Online Safety Act, mm-hmm. to actually act like responsible business people. Yeah, it's a paradox because here's your kid like, airing out their wares or their business or whatever yeah. uh, to an audience of billions, and yet they are completely on their own. Yeah. There's nobody looking out for them. I know, and it's wild, isn't it? And, yeah, that's the, that's the, the 21st century for you folks. This is, this is what's happening. It's not ex- an exaggeration yeah. to say they're coming for your kids. All right, so wake the fuck up. Message! Yeah, and you it's, uh, you know, it, it's funny because, well, it's not really funny. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um, but the same way that our generation viewed, say, Hollywood yeah. as the great escape to get away from the doldrums of their Midwestern one-horse town. Oh, and yeah. The glamour, and that's where dreams are made, and the streets are paved with gold. Yep. That's how kids see, uh, sometimes rightly so, the internet these you days. You're 15 minutes of fame. Exactly. And yeah. sometimes, and some of them have, it launched careers like Justin Bieber uh, off of their 15 minutes on YouTube. Yeah. Launched a, a career out of this. Now, most of these influencers, A, never you know sniff any kind of real notoriety. Yeah. If they're lucky, they get to 15 minutes. But look, it's the same odds of getting on a bus and going out to Hollywood and getting discovered and, yeah. and, and building your fortune. Yeah. It's a ridiculously high crapshoot with, with a, with really a tendency is. towards failure or worse. Yeah, much so worse. So they much maybe worse. should see the tales of all the street kids on Hollywood and Vine that went out there looking for a, a bigger, better life, yep. and now they, they live and die on the, street, on the street doing heinous things just to try and put food in their mouth every night. Hello, pornography. Yeah, and this is something that I think now, look, uh, I'm, I'm not Debbie Downer, you know, but... I've I've often said to you sometimes, like in, in jest, it's time for another episode of like scared straight. But to <laughs> yeah, but to really. modernize it, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean the old tropes of having the convicts come in and threaten to take your butt, that's gonna scare most kids, but a lot of kids are savvy and they know that look, you, you can't really hurt me in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. This is all staged. But the same way, again, I'm going so old-timey on this. <laughs> when we were about to get our licenses in school, yep. okay? Remember yep. those movies they used to show you? Oh, yeah. Death Run the Ton the Highway. <laughs> and it was like that jazz band blasting horn. Somebody yeah. opens a door of a 57 Chevy and a head rolls out. This is what they showed us. <laughs> and it was so ridiculously graphic and over the top. Yeah. But even if it just stuck in your head for a little bit... And said, well, this this is what could happen. Yeah. Because, yes, I mean, truth be told, for any myriad of reasons, the parents aren't always there to be that guardian and show these kids not just right and wrong, yeah. but protect them against the evils that their 13-year-old mind can't conceive of oh, yeah. yet. And, and worse, sometimes they are there. Yeah. And they're just as blinded by the glitz and the glamour right. as their kid is. But the kid has an excuse. The kid's a kid. Exactly. Parents, you don't have an excuse. And we're talking about the cheerleader moms that yeah. you know insist on the girl. She's at the top of the pyramid, so she's got to lose three pounds by Friday. Yeah. Or we're talking about you know the uh, the, the helicopter father at his kid's uh, Little League baseball game, yep. smacking him in the head because he struck out three times. Yeah, those parents are the ones that are encouraging all this. Oh, she's so talented. We need to put her out there. Yep. Lady. Do you understand me? You crazy fuck. Your kid ain't no more special than no. to get out there. No. And you're putting them at risk because, again, 
that's the ultimate jackpot for any of these predators is to just, and they can sense it like any predator can, mm-hmm. the weakness, that, that feeling of isolationism, of not fitting in. All these things that teen kids naturally go through. Oh, yeah. They're there, and it's... Those are all things you can prey on. Right, right. And there, there's a line from one of my favorite movies, the... Um, Lyrically panned, no, not really. <laughs> uh, a Disney presentation of something wicked this way comes. Okay. And Jonathan Price plays more or less the devil in this. Right. And he has this one monologue that is so scathingly amazing. It's like Shakespearean. Okay. And it's and it's sinisterness. But he says, you know, um, we could hear the, the the cries of boys wishing to be men from miles away. <laughs> it is what we butter our bread with, you know, and things like that. And it's so true. The the evil people of this world. Yep. It's not always as simple as seeing a girl again for the Hollywood analogy getting off the bus with all of her stuff in, in a yeah no in a it's not always that obvious and knowing that that's a mark. Yeah. Sometimes they're they're putting in the legwork because just like the good things in the world getting more technologically advanced, so are the bad things. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. And yeah, preying on kids is nothing new, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but social media, unchecked. Yeah. Uh, so what's the status of this law? Is, is it going to pass? Or are they going to like bandy it about back and forth? Uh, I believe it's in the bandying about gotcha. stage right now. See, um, it's tough because there's a Republican and a Democrat for it. So that means it's never going to go anywhere. I know. It's, it, well, it's <laughs> stunning that in the current political climate that we get par- bipartisan effort on anything. Mm. You know, but, you know, this would be a good example of it. And, you know, if you have the means and you have the time and the wherewithal, call your senator, call your congressman, call your representative and say, yeah, the Kids Online Safety Act, let's do that. Right. Let's definitely do that. I mean, it's really a shame that we have to mandate this. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, requiring the platforms to publish annual reports about their potential risks to minors. Right. I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read those reports. I want to see these assholes smarten up, you yep. know, because, yeah, they're, they're, they're deliberately blinded to it. The, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world. Trash. You know, or in this case, the, Mr. Chang TikTok yeah, from China, who from owns Beijing. The yes, you know they're deliberately looking the other way at uh, what they know is is harming right people. Harm, in this case, harming kids. And we're not saying tear it down. We're just saying put some common Fix sense it. regulations because you know. Yeah. Just like in the real world, when you shine the light, most of the cockroaches will run away. Yeah, but at the very least, they'll they'll pause before they come back. Yeah, and that's what you need to do. Let the let them know that there's a presence of law and order of some kind out there. Yeah, and yeah, maybe it needs to start with some kind of parental approval or, you know, look if you can't smoke or drink until you're 18. I don't know. Maybe, maybe putting your, your private shit out there on, on TikTok and whatnot needs to be like at least 17 or something. I yeah. don't know. I well, don't know what the solution these is. These people are making a shit ton of money. Yeah. You know, I, I, I had a laugh last week. There was a report that Meta, is that what uh-huh. Facebook is calling itself now, um, had a bad day um, <laughs> in the stock market. And Mark Zuckerberg lost like $30 billion of personal wealth. Wow. Which, like, that's like you and me losing a 20. Yeah. You know, these are people that are making a just. An amount of money that's beyond what normal people can conceive of, right. beyond what you can wrap your brain but around. But even these, these kids, these young kids that are doing this, I mean, there's got to be some child labor laws you could kind of blue law into that. Yeah. Because obviously the parents have to sign off on this if they're receiving payments you know, across state and whatnot. Like I said, there's, there needs to be some basic regulation here yeah. that apparently is, is lacking. Yeah, you know? seriously lacking. Well, you know, we are sailing into uncharted waters here with this technology. 
And obviously the people who are leading the charge, if you will, don't have the well-being of your kids in mind. Yeah. You know, that's obviously not on their radar. That's not on their priority list. And it's not the first time, mm -hmm. you know, that, that big business doesn't give a shit about, you know, clients yeah. <laughs> or, you know, and the a tobacco lot of industry. Good example, you know. Yeah, but a lot of these like, social media companies or phenomenons like the TikTok and whatnot, yeah. they don't care what they do. They just want it to get big. Yeah, let's get it big. Then we can call it success, and then we bail out or we sell it or whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh, these things are having a shorter and shorter half life. Mm -hmm. You know, you know some of the examples that you know we just talked about of, of that TikTok ran circles around, like Instagram. That's not going to be around much longer, right? You know, Facebook kind of already waning. Do you remember like MySpace and that shit? Oh yeah. Yeah. Long gone, you know. <laughs> GeoCities. Yeah. So these things, these do come and go, but, you know. So you're no, saying there's light on the horizon. Potentially. And maybe it's going to come in the form of a middle gem. Oh, I like that thought. Before we just pack it all up and say, just screw everything, we're going analog. <laughs> yes, there is a saving, well, depends how you look at it. Yeah. There is a middle gem. That, like that's it. what I'll promise I people. Like and, what, uh, what did we decide on? Well, we had a bit of a debate today on this. <laughs> I, it was fun. We had a massive debate. And actually, folks, uh, as I was building a framework for today's show, very rarely do I say to Michael, we're doing this or we're doing that. <laughs> it's always a collaboration, you know? This is true. And at best on a good day, I like to say I've got 51% stake in what's going on yeah. here, which I don't want to use because who wants to be douchey like that? However, I came at him on day one this week of what the middle gem is going to be. There was focus. And, there yes. was definite focus. <laughs> and malicious intent. Because <laughs> uh, he told me what he wanted to do for the, for the main topic. And I was like, all right, great. Bang. Here is my gem. There we go. And I so wanted to go with a little ditty by Poison Ugh. called Fallen Angel. Uh. <laughs> One of my favorite rock songs as a teen. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It's only because you don't like the band, which he doesn't. I had to talk him down from the ledge, folks. But it worked back with my... And then I tried to give him my analogy of, you know... TikTok being today's Hollywood vine for the kids from the Midwest. And, and in all honesty, it was a good argument. It truly was. But it didn't work because you still poo-pooed <laughs> it, even after watching the amazing 80s-esque video <sighs> with the guy with the bad skin that was the bad guy and everything from yeah, Buck yeah, Rogers yeah. to Star Trek. Oh, there was some truth to it. There was. Sure. I remember I was I was living in the middle of that shit back right. then. Yeah. So, so then yeah. as, and everyone's getting a glimpse behind the curtain right now. Oh, how it works. oh my goodness. But then I actually threatened him with a nuclear <laughs> option. <laughs> Which um, I was like, well, if you think this isn't enough of, <laughs> of portion A, well, have I got one for you? So our middle gem today is going to be uh, literally a gem yes. off of Van Halen's Fair Warning album. That's right. Johnny's favorite band. That was my nuclear option. Absolutely. We're going to entertain you right now with a little ditty called Dirty Movies. And we'll be right back in a couple more minutes with some things.
girl was prom queen. funky talk about a scenario that i've seen replayed over and right. over and over and like and i said I, it's it's the, it's my nuclear option yeah. it says the same thing as the poison song but it for your does. ears yeah. it was just more legit i guess yeah well, I, I i definitely would always consider Van Halen more legit than Poison for fuck's sake. Well, yeah, Jesus. there's that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I said, that was off of their um, Fair Warning album. Uh, arguably my favorite. It's also known as the Eddie album because okay. that's when he got to like let his horses run free. Nice. Um, and I think that came right before Diver Down, which okay, is so that was what Dave's 80, album, eighty two, eighty three. Yeah, and that neighborhood eighty two, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just the whole album is gritty. Michael Anthony's bass playing. I mean, because they really just bottom out. Yeah. With uh, the bass tones on, on every song, really, on the album. Yep. So most people, they would say their favorite one off that was Mean Street. For me, it's definitely a tie between Mean Street and, and Dirty Movies. Nice. It's just gritty. Nice. So that being said, that was kind of yes. like a, a gentle closeout of our poor little <laughs> internet ne'er-do-wells. Good luck to you, girls. Yes. It's, yes. it's hell out there. To, to the wolves. <laughs> to the wolves. And on that note, from one wolf to another. Yeah. Let's talk about... Oh, here it comes. The Olympics. You want to talk about a fall from grace? Yeah. That's what we've been talking about. Falling from Mount Olympus, pretty pretty much. Yeah. Uh, And this is one that I had uh, mentioned to you earlier. It was just like, it's like overdue, okay? Well, this is one of those situations where, like, in retrospect, you know, you can see it. Okay, there's a pandemic going on, Mm -hmm. Um, you know... Obviously, China on the world stage right now is coming under fire for a lot of different things and very deserving. Especially so. this, this episode. They're getting very yeah. bad press from yeah. us. <laughs> and there's shit going on with the Russians and yep. the timing. I mean, we're talking about this, you know, the Super Bowl, yep. you know, kind of like a, landed like a bomb right in the middle <laughs> of the you know, Olympic programming. It's like this was just such a poorly, poorly executed right. and, and timed idea. It's like, oh. Well, let's, all right, let, let's, let's pick a, a, a start. Right up point to the, the smokestacks. <laughs> you know, in the back of the, what was it, the ski jumping or whatever. Right, right. And everybody thinks they're like nuclear, and it's like, no, it's uh, never All mind. right, look, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's the Olympics, and it's yep. something that's spoken about in old-timey reverence. Yeah. Oh, the Olympics, it, it showcases human achievement, 
It brings out spirits of, of patriotism for your country. You get to represent your country. Yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Every four years, we got a summer one or a winter one, and yep. it, it travels to different cities around the world. Now, all of this shit looks fantastic on yeah, paper. Yeah, good ideas. Good ideas, right? At least it was in 1900 when they brought back the modern Olympics. We've yep. all seen Chariots of Fire. Oh, yeah. But, eh, it's a big but. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, someday will also be an Olympic event. Big as the but. <laughs> uh, the Olympics, as, as they're presenting this to us now, are a far cry from ones, let's say, and I would use you know, my old-time example of the 84 Olympics they had in L.A. Yeah. Um, because that was the last time that I can recall that the Olympics were really a big thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Lake Placid? What was that, 1980? Yes, that was, yep, that yeah. was 1980. Yeah. And, and here's the reason why. I'm all about sports. Got no problem with sports. Got no problem with friendly competition from around the world. I mean, yep. all of those basic tenets that the Olympics and their five-ring logo are supposed to stand for, yeah. I'm on board with, yep. as well are most people, because it's a great concept. But unfortunately, it seems there's a big difference between the concept and the reality. Yes, because like most things in life, once human hands touch it, it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, you know, going back briefly to the 84 Olympics, you had stars in the making. Now, clearly, to be fair, this had... You know, America's Hollywood stamp all over it. Yes, you know, it the did. height of the Reagan era, so there was propaganda involved as the day is oh, long. Yeah. But it was something the country could get behind. Yeah. And look, we cheered for everybody, whether they were the communist or from a fascist regime, from the Middle East or whatever. Well, that was the thing, is when it was in high gear and, you know, it was it was hitting all the idealistic points, you're exactly right, you know. Everybody pulled for, you know, the underdog. Everybody right. pulled for that athlete that was performing above and beyond anything that they'd done before. Well, in most know? cases, because we also had a little chuckle, because we were talking <laughs> about, uh, was it Mary Decker Slaney yeah. that was tripped up by that evil Zola Bud from South Africa? Oh, yeah. And it was yeah. like, Zola Bud, for those who don't know, was a very talented runner, a diminutive little lady from South Africa, yeah. white. Uh, who, of course, was still vilified because she was from South Africa, <laughs> true. which was the biggest boogeyman, really, uh, next the to time. the Soviet Union at the time in the mid '80s. Yeah. yeah, and uh, apartheid. <laughs> right. So yeah, I guess we still manufactured bad people. It was a then. little bit, yeah, here and there. There was the the, the good and the bad. The yeah, evil. but it was it was yeah. too far between. But what was even more important was that the the Olympics themselves came with a certain majesty. And untouchability, yeah. because it was such a noble event. Well, yeah. now in current times, as jaded as we all are, yeah. and with the ability to instantly, thanks interwebs, of looking behind the curtain, <laughs> we realize that the IOC is one of the most corrupt institutions on the planet, probably oh right behind FIFA, God, okay? Yeah. And there's like the simplest laundry list of, of reasons why the Olympics... They're just not what they used to be. Yeah, the reputation has been tarnished extremely. And these these are these are facts. Everybody knows this. Okay, you know, no Olympic Games since 1960 has come in under budget. Right. They have a habit of leaving every city that hosts them not only in debt, but in many cases, unless it's you know, as we said, Olympic ready, like LA was in '84, right. or you know, London would be, or New York, or any of these major cities that have multiple arenas, a shit ton of hotel rooms, yep. plenty of hospital space, you name it. Yeah. You know, um, uh, mobile infrastructure, you know, subways and trains and whatnot to get from point A to point B. 
unless they have that already, they've got to make that. And it seems like you always hear every couple of years, like, who's in the race to get it next? And you had mentioned Boston, you know, and luckily yeah. they didn't get it. And yeah, oh, yeah. There's a lot to be said for that because, yeah, a lot of the stuff that they build for the Olympics gets left behind afterwards. Mm -hmm. It is neglected. It is unused. It's not kept up. And I had thrown the uh, example out to you from uh, Reykjavik when Iceland had the Winter Games. Yep. And walking through those old Olympic fairgrounds now, it looks like a third world country that just got bombed out. Yeah. And last I checked, Iceland's not at war, you know? <laughs> or even the one that, like Sarajevo is another perfect example. Yeah. It's like the graffiti and crumbling stone. It's like, what the hell happened yeah. here? Yeah. It kind of so, reminds me of a, a hooker going home on Sunday morning <laughs> in Hollywood. <laughs> You know, since we were touching on that earlier, it's like, yeah. The, the or light. Sunday morning in Key West yeah. when the, the streets are flooded with urine and throw up uh, and rain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunate, but yeah, that's, that's what happens. But it, it, it is what it is. So again, it's, it's not the Shangri-La everybody perceives it to be. And yet every two years now, because you got to have a winter, you got to have a summer. Yep. They tried out the same routine. It's the same backstory. You know, who's expected to get these medals, blah, blah, blah. Then you got your, your smattering of doping scandals involved. Yeah. It's, you know, then the political backstory. Oh, this one's boycotting this one and that one. Yeah. I mean. It's become a grim version of his former self. Yes. It really has. And it really says with the amount of sports that we have and the ability to broadcast instantly all over the world, it's not like. You can't watch a big event that's going on like the Pan American Games anymore. Yep. You just turn on the internet or go to the TV, boom, there it is. Yep. You've got college sports out the gazoo, mm -hmm. which overall tend to mirror the Olympic events much more than anything professional. Yeah. Okay. And speaking of, I mean, how much do you think uh, admitting professional athletes into the Olympic right. competition has, has tarnished it? I think know? that was a bad idea to begin with, Yeah. you know? And people like, well, hockey had it for years. Look, bro, slow your roll. It's hockey, okay? Now, a lot of these, look, a lot of these, uh, the, yeah. the Eastern European bloc countries, they had no professional sports other than hockey. Yeah. And it just happened to be an Olympic event. Now, basketball was an animal of a different color. It was easy for us to make the transition because man per man, not team per team, but man per man, we have better basketball players than everybody because it's yep. a way of life over here. Yep. But look at now how the popularity of basketball has, has spread. So I think, if anything, they could almost do a reverse on that now yeah. and say, no, let's go back to putting our best college athletes up there because all these other countries have these great college basketball players too. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a well, little more equal. What, what obviously needs to happen is the IOC needs to take a step back and then fuck itself. They need to clean up their own backyard. Yeah, that's the first... First thing, first point in, you know, reforming the Olympics, bringing it back to its its former glory. Mm -hmm. You know, is they like you just said, they need to clean up their own backyard. They need to clean house. Yeah. They, you know, because it, it at this point everybody knows how corrupt they are. Right. And right. that just stains everything. And you're you're starting from that point. You're starting at a disadvantage already. Yep. You know, if you clean that shit up, you know. And move forward from there. You might have a chance of, of right. reforming this whole thing. And know? again, against the original tenets of why we do this Olympics, you know, people say, "Well, it it, it provides nationalism and pride and, it, and all." Yeah, because seriously, the practical aspects of that, especially nationalism, kind of flies in the face of this brotherhood of man thing that we're trying to go through through this. This mm -hmm. gentle and true competition. Yeah. They, they can't live in, in the same hen house. These are two roosters of a different elk. Yeah. 
And it, it causes more problems, like I said, like the boycotts. Well, we're not going to go now because you're assholes and you're being mean to your neighbor or whatever. It's all this shit should be suspended for this once a year thing. And maybe yeah. it needs to be longer than every four years. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe well, a generational thing. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be beyond the pale for them to take a break yeah. and re-examine the whole thing, you know, and, and fix it. Because, yeah, once you, you know, introduce politics into it, you know, yeah, that, it ruins that, everything. It poisons the well. <laughs> it just when does that work completely out? Completely poisons the well. Now, here's another way to look at it, and I'm trying so hard not to be snarky with this, <laughs> but have you seen like the list of events that, uh, I mean, bloated is a kind way of putting yeah. the event itself. So here's a couple events that I'm like, really? Do we need this? Three-on-three basketball. What? Exactly. What's next? Horse? Yeah. It's kind of stupid, right? There's a point to that? I. <laughs> I guess. And who even wins gold medals in this shit? I never even heard of it, but yeah. As of the, the uh, 2020, yeah, 2020 game, summer game, that, that was an event. No kidding. As were all of these I'll mention. Yeah. BMX freestyle. Uh, right? That's what we have the X Games for. Some, somehow I don't, yeah, I don't see the glory and the majesty in that. Right, right. Uh, mountain biking. Really? Eh. Do they have to wear like Buddy Holly glasses and scarves like the other hipsters that do mountain bike? Don't don't get fired up over that. It just doesn't it doesn't land well. And know? what if you're in a country with no mountains or trees? Then mm-hmm. what do you do? Yeah, yeah, good. Point. I don't think good Luxembourg point. is is sporting a uh, a uh, mountain biking Probably team. Probably not. Yeah, what Probably do I know? Not. Yeah. All right, next. Yeah. Skateboarding. What? Really? No. Really. Oh, God. I mean, as far as I know, there's no 7-Elevens in, in Tokyo that you could chase the kids out of the parking lot. So where the fuck are they skateboarding? I mean, skateboarding, seriously. That's, All of these events like, should just take place in California. That's, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Skateboarding doesn't want, and it's, it's true nature, doesn't want you know, the legitimacy that the Olympics would bring in. It needs right. to, to, to stay on the fringe and be an outlaw activity. It and really let's, does. Well, let's, let's dive even deeper for half a second. All now, right. uh, skateboarding, are we talking short boards, bro, or long boards, oh, man? God. And what's the uniform? Are you wearing jorts, squirts, or the like? Case in point. <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. damn it. And when you're done, you don't get a gold medal, bro. You get a burrito and a slushy. Ugh. <laughs> uh. All right, next up, surfing. Oh, I know yeah. I'll catch hell for this because everyone's ah. like, surfing's the coolest thing ever. My retort is, fuck you, you probably never surfed. And B, that's a recreational thing. And I, 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 can, I can see the, the, the uh, I don't know, the athleticism mm-hmm. you know, behind surfing. I've done some surfing when I lived out in Southern California. It's extremely difficult. but It is. It, and it, here's the other thing. If you're not in the right spot, to surf, even on a particular day, your ass ain't surfing. No. And I grew happening. up on the Jersey Shore, and all these kids my age were like, oh, I'm a surfer, I'm a surfer, and there's all these surf shops all over the place. Let me tell you something. Unless there's a fucking hurricane rolling in, yeah. you're not going to get anything over and a six-foot wave on yeah, the Jersey it, it Shore. It ain't happening here. Yeah. <laughs> so again, what if you're a country, okay? Now, I can see, yeah, if the games are in Hawaii or, or Australia, mm-hmm. or according to Apocalypse Now, South Vietnam, <laughs> you must have amazing waves. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's be clear about this. Charlie don't surf. Charlie okay? don't surf. All right. right? So, but and, like and, skateboarding, I, right. I wouldn't want that to have... Uh, what would happen to it if you made it an Olympic sport? Yes. You know? It kind of takes like the, the fun out. Of, yeah, of it being a little outlaw, you know? Just yeah. a little bit. Well, with surfing, it would be a different kind of doping scandal. Same thing with skateboarding. I was going to say, how you, could you... You've got to be an actual dope, and then they, they let you in. Uh, yeah, you know? <laughs> 
Yeah, with both skateboarding and surfing, smoking weed is an integral part of both it activities. Is. It is. It, it doesn't belong in the Olympics. It does not. And now here's one. If ever there was a competition that puts men against men and leaves one in a bloody husk in the center of the dust-filled arena, table tennis. Yeah. Are you fucking... So, so you play this shit in your basement, okay? <laughs> and I don't care how good Asians are at it, all right? Table tennis? Seriously? I won't even play that shit in a bar after a couple shots of Jaeger. I'm going to watch two other people play it on TV? I got a gold medal in table tennis. Again. And then I went and won at uh, ping pong, champion. Thanks, Gump. All right? Seriously. And then, last but not least, this is just great. Yeah. This is how you can tell there's definitely Americans on the board of the IOC. Oh, Jesus. The trampoline. What? Yeah. Now, how much fun is it to sit and watch someone else... Bounce around on a trampoline and, and and to score their performance, no less. Wow. So I'm guessing if you ricochet off the side, like most kids do when they have one in their backyard <laughs> and break their arm and leg, I guess that's a deduction. You okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it might be. If you live through the routine and don't snap your neck or injure the family dog, I guess that's like a 10. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't uh, know. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. And of course, there's other ones, you know, like, like sailing. You know, sailing, it's like a as job, a, as really. As an Olympic event? As an Olympic event. Now, if you're putting cannons on the catamaran and trying to sink the other guy, that, yeah, have at it. an element of difficulty right? to it. Or sure. drop a couple Somali pirate boats in there, there at the go. same time. There we go, yeah. Get That's entertaining. Sure, sure. But other than that, yeah, sailing, it's, it's not getting me excited. Yeah. So, look, at the end of the day, it's, and, and the ratings are way down. They continue to keep going down and down and down. Yeah. I just think they've, not necessarily outlived their usefulness. Again, the concept of the Olympics is great. Yeah. The execution needs some fucking work. Well, that's, that's the thing, is they need to take a step back and maybe reinvent themselves yes. for the 21st century. Yep. Because the shit's not flying anymore. It was, it was great in the, the 20th century. Yeah. And, you know, prior to, but, yeah, you got to kind of bring it up to speed now. Yeah. And, and look yeah. at the, the exploitation aspect. Let's just touch on that. Which came to the fore with this particular Olympics uh, with the whole uh, skater right. Russian doping thing. Yep. And the, and the summer ones, little, little Simone Biles, kids. right? Yeah. who did nothing but ever represent her country to the best of her ability and was yeah. a, a shining star. You know, she cracks, and it's all of a sudden the wolves, the fire dies, and the wolves start coming into the camp. I was like, we're talking about 15-year-old girls right. here who could barely handle puberty. They could barely handle their TikTok page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you're putting them in this... this this pressure cooker situation. Right. And you expect them not to break. Yeah, for people's entertainment, like modern day gladiators. You yeah, know? Really. Again, lambs to the slaughter. Yeah, it's just it's just messed up. So I have to give it a roll thumbs down <laughs> to the Olympics. So sorry folks. But yeah, that's where I stand on that. So on that note Well, well I think we got a gem <laughs> that, that that very, very uh, poignantly it uh, does. nails where we stand on it. And again to flesh it out, let's just say my original tangent <laughs> was to we were going to reflect somehow on the Olympics, and that just led us into Mount Olympics and Greek mythology and yeah, yeah. a little bit Roman. Yes, we haven't forgotten you people. But yeah, uh, my co-host here kind of poo-pooed on that. I know, totally out of character for me. Accused I, me of, of, of attempting to be uh, heavy-handed and overly erudite. No. Yeah, that was you. Is that the way it came yeah. across? Yeah, totally. Okay. But hey, through that... To the ashes blossom the rose. There we go. So what do we got for the folks, Michael? Uh, we got a little ACDC here yeah. that I think, like I said, sums it up. Uh, 
you know, to the to the 2022 Winter Olympics. I think this is this is it in a nutshell. This is a song called Thunderstruck. That's right. See, and we even got a little snippet of like the Zeus thing happening in there. <laughs> so enjoy, folks. This is Thunderstruck, and we'll be right back with some more things and stuff and a little bit of a wrap up. Stay tuned.
And that, <laughs> oof, as they say, is that. Yeah. There we go. Our, our little statement, our little stamp on this year's Olympics. Pretty much. Yeah, falling from Olympics. Yeah, shit show on wheels that it was. <laughs> And I feel feel bad for those poor kids going home. It's like, what just happened, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of actually just venom from us in this episode. Kind of, yeah. To which I'll sum up with a great uh, Smashing Pumpkins line. Uh, despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. And so there we go. Like there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, of course, that was ACDC doing Thunderstruck. That was mm -hmm. the lead single off their 1990 album, The Razor's Edge. Nice. 1990. Right? Already. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. And that, that, you know, to their credit, that, that song still gives me a shiver. Yeah. You know, it really does. It still gets you all fired up. Well, ACDC, when, when they did it right, they did it right, yeah. you know? And yeah. it's funny because it's one of those bands that has been around long enough that there used to be a time in classic rock circles where you would only play, like, the real old stuff, like, yep. you know, back in black and older, right? Yeah, yeah. And the rest of it was, was too new. You know, same thing with, with Van Halen, um, Aerosmith. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, guess what? The whole catalog is in now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because they're technically classic rock bands, even their new stuff yeah. gets thrown in there. And you got to respect them, too, because they were the epitome of a band that just soldiered on. Yep. You know, no yep. matter what happened, no matter what crazy shit went down, you know, lead singer, you know, dies under really bizarre circumstances. Mm -hmm. They grab a guy from their crew, plug him in, sell more albums than they ever did before, and they keep fucking going. Yep. You know? You know, and it's funny. We talk about, like, older classic rock versus newer. Just uh, sharing a snippet. I've been listening to uh, Sirius XM a lot. Okay. And they've got uh, two channels that I gravitate towards. Um, <laughs> classic Rewind yeah. and Classic Vinyl. Now, the difference is Classic Rewind was classic rock that you might have heard on cassette. Okay. Versus the first one is the vinyl. And they break it up, and maybe this is the common term now, first and second generation wow. classic rock. Okay. Kind of like we do when we give out the Hall of Fame awards with right. the different Bronze Age, Gold, Silver. Sure. They've taken a calling first generation, which is, you know, Doors, Beatles, Stones, right. Hendrix, all those guys, yep. even Led Zeppelin, into the second half, which is more like your Aerosmith, Van Halen's, Foreigners, all those kind of groups. Right. And it, it kind of makes sense, yeah, I, I, I guess. It does. It's been around long enough now. I mean, sure. you know, you want to go back to the days of Elvis Presley and, you know, the 1950s, really, yep. the latter part of the 90s, Chuck Berry. Yep. You know, I mean, that was <laughs> a long time ago. Very long time you know, ago. We're talking 70 years now. Yep. You know, so yeah, there's eras, there's generations, there's, you know, different sensibilities and different stuff you identify with. Right. That's why our audience is 35 to 55, <laughs> white male. <laughs> Just saying. Shout out to all you 35 to 55 white males listening. Thank you for your support. Rock on, my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> like a legend and an out-of-work bum look a lot alike, daddy. All right, enough of that. Damn it. Jesus. Johnny. Yes, sir. What's going on in Big Boom Radio this week? Oh, my God. So much going on. Always. And I love that sometimes I can say that in all honesty. Indeed. Uh, well, we had to say goodbye this oh, week. okay. And really starting in March. Yeah. To four of our shows, some of which have been with us since day one. Okay. As we attempt to modernize and streamline Get the lean station. Lean mean, baby. Lean and mean. And mean. So we will be saying goodbye to... The Friday Hot Lunch. Ooh. Yeah. We're going to get some hate mail on that one. Probably. Yeah. Uh, that was a day one. Okay. Uh, Saturday Morning 70s oh. was another day one. And oh. one of the ones I really enjoyed putting together every sure. week. Sure, uh, Girl Power, the Women of Rock, that would air on uh, Friday nights at oh. 8 p.m. Okay. 
too much work, and Tula is like so here and there. I can't yeah. really rely on her to help produce the show. Yeah. So yeah, that went mm. bye bye, right. as well as probably Tula did. Yeah. Um, and then the fourth one, one of the newer uh, shows we would do uh, live five at five, right. uh, airing. Famous live performances as they happen mm. every Saturday at 5. Yeah. Interesting. Too much work, too much research. Well, you know, the only constant in the world is change. Right. You know? And I don't want to put up. any kind of half-assed product out there no. and mail it in. And God, no. People expect more out of us. Right. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Yes. So it does give more time for more quality tunes. So we, we will go. be flooding... Uh, are holding cells of music <laughs> even more so now because we'll have all this extra room. Bottom line. And uh, yeah, just listen to a lot of music lately and creative juices are flowing. I'm trying to keep myself from inventing new shows, <laughs> but really just like putting a new flood of tunes, not often heard. So it's a lot of B-sides. Yeah. Not so much like deep cuts, but quality B-sides that people often forget. There we go. Uh, especially a lot of one-hit wonders, so to yeah. speak, yeah. one-offs. Yeah. Um, so I think people will enjoy that, and they'll, they'll forget about the other stuff. So that being said, we still have, of course, the Rockabilly Rumble. Yep. We still have Monday Night Hair Metal. We still have the British Incursion. Sir Nigel is hitting his stride again. He's the man. Uh, New Wave Wednesdays. Then we've also kept your little show, the Blitzkrieg Bop. Well, we got to have a little aggression. Got to have a little aggression, yeah. as well as same day as on, on Thursday, which are always three in a row regardless. Nice. Uh, at noontime, we got our three for Thursday alternative. Okay. Get to showcase new and different bands. Good stuff. And uh, Saturday Night Ska has also survived a big cut. One of my just, favorites. It's One just of my so favorites. fun, right? Yep. Yep. What's Absolutely. not to love? I know. And of course, this show riffs and rants on Fridays. Yep. So yes. that's what's going on with that. Ah. 2022, it's uh, shaping up to be an interesting year. Oh, it's getting crazy. Uh, we'll give a special shout out to our good friends at Blitzkrieg Pro Wrestling. Thunderlips is here in the flesh, baby. They've got a show coming up. I think it's next weekend. I got to put that up on the uh, website. Okay. Um, interesting show. A lot of stars at this one. All right. Uh, even if they're not performing, they will be there signing autographs and whatnot, like uh, Kevin Nash. Some people know him also as Diesel when he was in the WWE. Okay. Uh, famous guy, Giant. He's also been in a, f a few movies playing a bad guys, and he's very good at it because <laughs> nice. he's a mountain of a man. He was even right. in Magic Mike, I believe. No kidding. But uh, the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, will oh, be there. Oh, get out. All right. Uh, Randy Orton's father, Cowboy Bob Orton, will be there signing wow, stuff. Wow, there's a little throwback. Yep, they got some current AEW stars, like uh, this one cat, Max Caster, who comes out and drops some spontaneous lyrics on his opponent a lot of which gets him in a lot of trouble for <laughs> network TV, but the shit's hysterical. Nice. And these guys are all at the top of the game, so there's going to be some great wrestling, just great performances, all and right. just good people all around. Yeah. So happy to be associated with them. So they got another show coming up, and I'm thinking for their March show, uh, we should have a Big Boom Radio table set up. Right. Perhaps you all and right. I in attendance, you know, giving out some swag and things like that. Sure, just, sure, sure. you know, right. sharing the love. Um Made friends this week with a great little rockabilly band, uh, Professor Pennygood's uh, Mighty Flea Circus. Nice. And uh, we just started exchanging emails back and forth, and I was listening to their tunes, and they're like a really great, tight outfit. Yeah, so they're going to be featured yeah. on uh, the next new episode of the Rockabilly Rumble. It's coming nice. out in about two weeks. Looking forward to it. Oh, so much fun. And then, of course, the, the big giant gorilla we're so happy about in the corner of the room. We've now already, can't even say passed, I can say eclipsed. 7,000 downloads for this ridiculous podcast. Wow. So again, thank you, Dusseldorf and Oxnard <laughs> and San Jose and Dallas. 
just cropping up all over the place. Nice. Shout um, out to you guys. Right? I'm all thinking right. it's even truckers in Ottawa on their on the radio in the cab. <laughs> before the batteries die, they're listening yeah, to before, us. Before they get hauled away by the uh, What's Canadian that a boot? Government. Right. Yeah, Good yeah. for you guys. Stand your ground. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just so happy to be out and about and doing stuff, you yeah. know, because now this coming Sunday is what I call the, the pigskin solstice. It's uh. it's the longest day of the year because it's the first Sunday without football. Yeah. And it's like, what now? You know, baseball's up in the air. I know. It's I like know. not really concert season yet. We're seeing some rumblings and some shows that might be yeah, good to yeah, go to. Some, but yeah, there's some, some interesting stuff going on this year. I think people are, are getting, wrapping their brown brains around the idea of putting all the madness of the last two yes. years behind them. And it's time to get forward. out. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, there's some, uh, some good stuff, some, some good bands going on the road. I mean, Aerosmith is out there doing it. Yep. You know, those boys are still throwing down. Joan Jett is out there. She's mm-hmm. going on tour. I mean, just, just some people that, that have been waiting, Yeah. you know, for an awful long time. And if you can't, folks, there. get out and see them now because, as we've learned over the past year, you never know. Oh, when yeah. it's time for your ticket to get punched, it gets punched. Exactly. So enjoy these artists while they can still entertain us Absolutely. the way they only they can. Yep. So on that note, my friend, that's going to wrap up this episode. As always... I'm Johnny Teflon. And I'm Michael Sean Lee. And we will see you all on the flip side.